Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be interviewed by a celebrity, someone who's famous and very well known? Well, I was interviewed by Jack Canfield. And in this three-part series, I'm going to talk about how I prepared for the interview, the strategy I put into place, and a little vulnerability around how I felt leading up to it. Then in part two, I'm going to play the interview so you get to hear the questions and my answers. And then I'm going to go into part three, where I'm going to answer your questions and talk about how I'm going to leverage this interview for the next 10 years. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. This is part three of the three-part series of the watch party for the Jack Canfield interview. Make sure you go back before actually this one. It'll make more sense. Watch part three or listen to part three and two in that order. You can find them already online in YouTube or in the podcast. And let me know from each of these episodes, what was your biggest takeaway? Enjoy. Bye. So other thoughts, um, any questions, like if you want to raise your hand and just speak out, you totally can. Otherwise, I'll like roll into some other other pieces. I wrote actually a whole bunch of stuff down, but I'll go through maybe what my slides say next and we'll go from there. Jill wants to say something now. Jill, come on, it, come on down. Yeah, I thought close to the very end. When he was saying, you know, if you want to work with her and you turned towards the camera, yeah, that your expression and your the authentic you was so good there, relatable, authentic, trusting. I mean, it just it just was so inviting. If you'd been direct face to face, but just you just lit up and just said, you know, I'm your girl, and that was <laughs> it was really cool. I'd go back and watch those last couple of minutes when he was talking and you were interacting with the audience yes and so when he did the whole uh I'd work with you if I was your uh, you know right fit person that's when I was like cool interview can be over and then that was also around the time that I went shoot I haven't been looking at the camera and that was most important because the camera's the person at home. The camera's my ideal client. Jack's not my ideal client. Why am I looking at him? So I was like, shoot, I got to look at the camera. But because we were so close, it felt weird to turn away, right? And if you're in a group and you're more open, it's easy to turn away. But because we were so close for the shot, it was, yeah, weird to turn away. And Paul, it hit it too. You definitely gain confidence after the first few minutes. So always the first few minutes I'm on stage, the first few minutes when I lead something, the first few minutes in an interview, I'm awkward, I'm uncomfortable, I'm in my head, I'm not not ready to go. So yeah, it took me a few minutes. And then Paula said, your message gained depth and meaning as the interview progressed. Yeah. And that's another piece. That's the thing. You have to speak surface level enough and generally enough in the interview for it to still be relevant 10 years from now, right? Like I couldn't go into super specifics and like in uh, examples that maybe in three years, I'm not going to be doing anymore. 
So I had to be very, very high in, in my talk, which is a, a really good idea when you're being interviewed or putting something into a book or anything that you're like, okay, I need like, where's the longevity of this? Jackie says, yes, that's what I missed. You weren't looking at the camera enough. Uh-huh. I know that. I definitely know that. But we can edit it to a point where uh, we cut out maybe some of the times when I'm not looking at, at the camera. And we could maybe put like B-roll over top of me talking to audiences and looking happy. Because that's the other thing. I didn't really smile very much, especially in the beginning. I was very serious because we're answering questions. And uh, But that's a thing that we're going to probably do is add some of the B-roll in of me working with people, laughing with people, getting the audience, you know, throwing their hands up and, and having a moment as they hear my words in those times. Or just kind of stock video might be brought in, you know, around the flock. We actually might put like geese flying so that you can see that. Jackie, when I looked, when you were looking at me, I connected with you. I know that's where I was like, turn it. I forgot to look at the camera. That was at the top of my notes when I was like rehearsing. Paula said, to be fair, Jack focused on you. He was engaged. Yeah. And actually when the interview ended, the first thing he said to me, which I was like, is that on camera? <laughs> he said to me at the end of the interview, he said, wow, Diane, you're really good at this. I was like, thanks. He's like, you know, your stuff. And I felt like saying, I cried two hours ago and I didn't know my stuff and I couldn't. I just went, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. And then awkwardly like went away. Um, thank you, Jill. Looking at him did not take away from your message. Awesome. Good to know that as well. Thank you for all your comments there. If you have questions around anything, please also pop them in. I'm just going to go through what I what I wrote here. So what was my strategy going into the interview? I already shared a little bit about the higher level was really important. Looking for longevity. Some other things that I wrote down here as I was watching, I was planting seeds. Did you hear the seed planting? When I'm one-on-one -on -one in group coaching, when I'm brought in to speak on stages to inspire their audience, motivate them. So these different seed planting, meaning here are my products and services that I do. Uh, here's how you can work with me without saying, here's how you can work with me. My strategy also was my keynote that I'm a humorous keynote, keynote that I'm going to be doing in 2024 is going to be around, around the sparkly shoes, around choosing satisfaction. And so I started to to plant those words in this. So when I do my landing page and things for that, for that talk, that these sound bites with Jack's interview can be put on those pages. Make sense? So I'm, I'm selling this thing over here. So I started to put sound bites into the interview. So then I can get that um, celebrity connection there. The other strategies, the other painting pictures is one of the things my coach always talks about doing. Um, this is my speaker business coach. It's like, did you see the imagery of, you saw the imagery of the geese flying a V Maybe the in the game part, me being in the game was important to talk about. Like I'm in the game, I'm in this where other people maybe aren't. Jackie says, yes, I totally took on all the seeds that you planted. You're probably like, I see what you're doing there. I see you. The other things. Oh yeah. So all the seeds that I do coaching one-on-one -on -one group programs. I said things like when clients come to me, when I see clients, women in my group, when I'm on stage, so I'm talking about all those, but in the answer. So that's also a strategy to use when you are even doing a social post, right? Rather than saying, here's the answer or solution to something, you could say, one of my clients said this, or 
when I was in a group coaching session or someone came up to me after I spoke at an event or a comment on a podcast episode I was on. So you could give it a little context, obviously being truthful about it, <laughs> but but you could do that to seed plant a little bit. You, did you hear the five-star review? 1,000, over a 1,000 five-star reviews? Because I was like, how do I show that there's testimonials without being like clients say that I'm amazing, you know? Uh, so how do I say it in a, in a factual way with stats? Okay. Let me see what else I have on here. Mistakes. I'm not going to ask for you to tell me mistakes because I will lock onto that and um, feel bad about it. So instead, I'm just going to tell you the ones that I knew. <laughs> um, so the not smiling part I already mentioned, not looking at the camera. Also, the first three to five minutes, I was not fully myself. So I needed to kind of just like smile in the beginning, please get out of your head in the beginning. And that's why a tactic I always have for every speech, everything I'm doing is I always have memorized or locked in fully the first couple minutes because I'm like floating above my body. Like I'm not even there. Uh, so always for the first few minutes and also bringing in humor is helpful. But the first question wasn't a humorous question. So that was a bit harder. And did you notice the challenge question when he said, what are the three challenges? And I had to do a preamble because I couldn't fully remember where I was going with it. <laughs> and then when he asked me the last question, did you, not the last, no, the one of them, I, I repeated myself. Here's the first one. This is like what people have to, and then I started saying it and I was like, what is it again? I can't really fully remember. And I paused and I restarted the sentence because I couldn't remember what it was like in that moment. Paula says, not mistakes, being human and relatable. Thank you. <laughs> but those are like the, it feels like forever, but it's only two seconds, but it felt like forever that I forgot, which was really funny. Yeah. For the first challenge, I had to fill time. So other strategies though, were on the, you know, the last question when he said, what do I want to leave people with? I really was building up anticipation for it. Oh, get your pens. Like, this is something I had to even learn, blah, blah, blah. Like, there was preamble before the thing, which heightens what it is. It builds anticipation. It also has people be ready. When I do speeches, a way to prepare people for that is a long pause, like I just did. Or to really, to soften your voice. Like there's so many things I learned, but like one of the most important things that I think people should know is this. And that pausing and slowing down also causes people to uh, have that like, oh, what's, ha what's happening? I need to pay attention. It like breaks the pattern that's already happening in how you speak. And then the challenges piece. If you ever have an opportunity to speak to challenges or problems or whatever, speak to the things that are obstacles in your clients or potential clients or ideal audience or whatever it may be. So my things were, you know, people are trying to just balance these two things. Here's a problem and they need all of it because some people might say, oh, I'm balancing, you know, work and life. Okay. I'm like, well, what about everything else? Or the, I can do it all myself or like these other types of challenges are actually obstacles that people present to working with me. So I had to kind of, that's why I called them lies. I had to really go against these as truths for people and show them that what the other side is. Also, if you notice the three challenges were positioning my products and services, coaching, VA services, 
Um, I can't remember the last one now, but Jennifer says, I didn't notice you repeating yourself. Besides, you can edit it the way you want. Yeah, I totally can. Totally can. Jill says, if you did not experience any pauses or uncertainty during the three challenges, I perceived it as pondering. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Pondering for the depth of the information conveyed. Yeah. And another way to buy yourself time is saying, that's a good question. That's a good question, Jack. And at one point I even said, now, Jack, if I was coaching you, I would say this. So that then puts me in a position of me coaching him in our interview, even though I'm not really doing that. Paul says, I really liked how Jack reiterated your point regarding work life. Yeah. He really liked that, uh, that one part. Oh, what did I say when he was like, oh, I like that. I forget right now, but um, we're definitely going to be reusing that for sure. Okay. If you have any questions, now is the time to pop them in. I'm going to go back to the back to this and I'm going to share with you. I'm just going to show you what we're what we're what we're doing because it's really like I'm really proud of my team for what they've been able to do. For those who don't know, I do have a team of 16 virtual assistants. Two of them are specific to me. So Christine last night put this PowerPoint together for me and I'm going to open up. We're repurposing this like crazy right? This is an investment. So I'm just going to show you, we are setting this up for other people who have the Jack Canfield interview for other people who have interviews. I'm just going to show you a little bit strategy wise, how I'm repurposing this. So this is the landing page, the sales landing page for this, but it has the list of how we're going to repurpose. So I just wanted to share this with you. There is like pricing in every, oh no, there's no pricing. Okay, perfect. So these are all the ways we're going to repurpose this. So I want you to think, do you have an interview or do you have you teaching on a video or you on a podcast episode? Or are you just going to go record a pretend interview with someone or get on someone's podcast and you can repurpose in all these different ways? I'll just give you a little show of, of what it is. So I'm going to share with you in a moment the testimonial video that he did for me. Also short form videos. So he asked me five to seven questions. So we've cut it. We've cut it into these five different sections. Um, so sound overlaid, editing of that. He's talking, the question comes up and it's about four minutes long. And then right at the end, there will be um, the call to action piece. So we've just taken this and gone from long form video into short form video. So now it says here. So you can imagine that on social media, on my website, on a landing page, sent out to a potential client, these sort of pieces. So that's going to be done with each of the questions these are going to be banners to go on the top of my social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on the different places, the testimonial that came from Jack. We have um, taken the transcript of this. This is going to go in the Trailblazer Secrets book as a bonus piece. We've also, we're putting it into a PDF. I can use it as an ebook, a lead magnet. You know, there's a bio page, there's a call to action, there's all my social links in it. So these are all things that you can do with your your interviews. If you've ever been on my podcast, you can do this as well, or have my team do it for you. Then here, quote images for social media. This is something I said in it. I could use this image or use an image from the interview. Uh, stories 
from it, announcing I was interviewed. So if you've ever had anything wonderful happen in your business or, or personal life, make it as an announcement on your story as a testimonial piece. So just testimonials done in different ways. Also an audio. I'm here with Diane Rolston, and she's an amazing woman that does incredible work helping women. Right. So an audiogram can be made. Do you find that a lot of people feel like they don't repurpose kind of deserve it? They don't feel worthy of it or they feel like they can't afford repurposing again as a story. And I think it's based on what society has kind of drilled into them. This picture of this hardworking. And then audio. When I work with people, I give them strategies. I give them ideas. I give them a clear plan. I pull out of them what they really want. Right. So not everyone's going to maybe watch a video. They might watch something like this. So there are like 30, 30 pieces that we're making. And then we're going to do even more with it. But that's just a start of how you can take one little thing that you've done and put it all over these other things. So side comment, you know, because you should always be selling or offering or inviting. If anyone doesn't have an interview, they want my team to repurpose in all of these ways, just reach out and um, we can talk about what you're wanting and, and the investment for that. Pamela says, amazing. I hope you have this as a replay uh, so that you can watch all of it, Pamela. You are welcome to. So kind of in wrapping up, any final questions, any final comments anyone wants to put in, please do so. And then I can um, speak to that. But I just want to kind of, I'm going to come off spotlight. I want to go on gallery. I can see everybody that's that's on camera right now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Every time a ticket came through, oh, high fives, thanks, Jill. Every time a ticket came through and I saw your name, whether I know you well or I don't, just know that it it was just like so amazing to be like, wow, this person is going to spend 90 minutes with me talking about this. And this is so I'm like, thank you. Also for everyone, anyone and everyone who bought the ticket, got the ticket that had the book, you have a choice between success secrets, which has 52 top thought leaders, experts, and dynamic women sharing their secrets and stories on success. And I'm just going to point, there's Nicole, who's here right now, and Paula, who's here right now. Who else is in this one? Jackie, you're not in this one? No. Anyway, you get a copy of this one or a copy of this one. So please, you can right now, if you're here, you can just DM me and say that that copy. And if you don't think I have your mailing address, please pop it in the chat. For those of you who made a donation, thank you very much. Once we, once I look and see the total it up, I'm going to be going onto the Nova Vita site and I'm going to be donating all of that to the Nova Vita, which is a women's shelter in my hometown. When I heard them speak once at an event, they said, we do great work. We help a lot of women, but we're always full. And it made me think like, we're all only one decision that we've made or that someone else has made for us that makes us need the, the help of, of women's services and women's shelters and abuse counseling and all that stuff. And so that's where it's on my, my heart really strongly to be able to, to give back to those. So thank you for those who donated and I'll be adding in my own donation to go with that. 
if anyone's like, I didn't know I could get a book or I, I didn't know I could donate, just reach out. Or if you're watching the replay and you want to tell me what your book is going to be, please email team at dianerolston.com so that they can, um, my team, Christine, can uh, get that all set up for you. If you have to go, that's totally fine. Thank you for being here. But in the last couple of minutes, I saw Lindsay, you'd put up your hand. So please um, share what you want to share. Thank you. Uh, first of all, just a compliment. You were so well-spoken. You really were succinct. Like it was really beautiful to hear, like you talked with enough depth, but you didn't ramble on and on. And I was able to pay attention, which is really great. <laughs> so yay. And um, my question was, how far in advance did you know, like, this, I mean, you took advantage of this opportunity, you invested in this opportunity. How long in advance did you know about it to plan it all into your business strategy? Because obviously, you know, we, we can see the strategy of how you're going to repurpose everything, which is amazing that you shared. That is so cool. And I was just curious, like in your business planning cycle, like how did this fit in? Was it a, an instant thing that came up and then you had to react intuitively to it? Or was like something you kind of knew long-term? Do you mind speaking to that? Yeah. Well, it was, first of all, I knew about this opportunity when it was presented to me maybe five years ago. And at the time I was only serving women. And I felt that I didn't, I wanted to invest in an interview with a woman, not with a man. Um, but then when I started to bring on more male clients with the VA stuff, I thought this is perfect. This makes sense now. Cause also he can cross, you know, both sides. So I knew about it. I don't know if it was like three, four months before the interview, and so I was, I got the questions, I was preparing, I was writing things down, I was strategizing at a session with my coach on like, how to put things in what I'm thinking about, am I covering all aspects of my business? How do I say it in a way that can be edited later if anything changes, like there was a lot that went into it. And then 24 hours before I had to make all the changes, which threw me for a loop. Right. And so I didn't actually plan it based on my marketing calendar or anything else. It just had to get shoved in. And then once the, as the, we, we already repurpose our, my interviews and my stuff. And we've done that for um, summit speakers and given them, I don't know if Kathy, you had that done, but uh, we have, we've done that for people as we've created these, what we call speaker promo packages. So I already knew we were going to do that, but then I thought I really invested in this. How am I really going to leverage this? And so that's where that whole page or that whole list came in. And I also brought it to a mastermind and said to the mastermind people, I was thinking of doing like some things. Here's my list. What do you think? And that's when someone said, well, you should have a watch party and you should share about how you cried and you should tell people about what the behind the scenes. And this could be a keynote is, is how you like, how you went from like, you know, confident to um, very vulnerable to like rock in the interview. And I was like, yeah. So it was again, that power of the, the V, the power of the, of the, the group supporting me along the way. Yeah. Thanks for your question. I do see that we are at our time. If anyone has any last final comments or anything um, that you want to say, please raise your hand or pop it in the chat. But again, thank you. I am really looking forward to 2024. Um, some of you know uh, that some like cool things are coming around a brand new program. I'm also, I'm in one way, I'm like starting from scratch. 
I'm creating a blank slate. And rather than seeing what moves into it that I've already been doing, it's what do I want to create in this space? So I'm really excited for that. I've got some really great uh, life coachy kind of stuff that's going to be happening. Uh, the new humorous keynote. And so this interview, the testimonial video, which I don't have time to play now, but you're going to see it everywhere anyway. Now is the the how are we now going to put all of this over everything? So evergreen stuff where it's always there, plus how are we rotating it in every quarter maybe to our social media? How are we bringing it into my speaker promo package that I send out to potential clients? How is it going to be on my media page? How is it going to be on my LinkedIn? Like now the real strategy comes into play. And I just, I really hope that other people who got this interview, or if you have the chance to be interviewed in the future, that you also optimize it and leverage it because the amount of energy, time, money that you put into it, we want to reap it on the back end as well. So thank you for being here. Appreciate you all. Thank you for listening to the watch party for the Jack Canfield interview. I hope that by now you've been able to really take in all three parts to this series, no matter what part you're listening to right now. And I also want to let you know that when I was done this session, the watch party, that is what I felt was, wow, I really kind of downplayed this. I really showed the vulnerability. I really showed the mistakes and shared all of that. But at the end of the day, I really wanted to make sure that I came back to say this was a really, really phenomenal experience. This was such an amazing part of my journey, a really great milestone personally and professionally. And also that it has changed the way people view me. Yeah. And so it's based on who I've been around who I call my coaches and my friends, what opportunities I've said, said yes to, and all the years of preparation that have really got me to this point where I could nail that interview. And if you if you heard the, the third part where I share how Jack said to me, like, wow, you, you're really good at this. And so to have that feedback directly from someone who is so well known in the personal and professional development industry was a really good, a really good thing. And the bonus piece that I'll have to pop into the, into the notes is the whole piece around his testimonial. It is powerful. I am grateful. And so as we kind of finish up here, I hope you'll take the time to go and check that out. And if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and share this with a friend. Share all three with a friend who you think would benefit from this, who maybe have an interview coming up, or who just needs some inspiration for their own business about where they could go. Until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.